I felt meditation and Reiki have saved me because during that whole process of my drinking addiction and taking medication at the end of the night, it was subconsciously, I kind of want to commit suicide. Like I didn't want to live anymore. Like what is my purpose? Today's episode is with intuitive energy healer, NLP practitioner, Reiki master, and oncology Reiki practitioner, Erica Tran. Boy, did this conversation start off quickly. Outside of her conversation that we had in regards to the cancer patient she's worked with and personal loss that she's experienced in her own life, she's discovered the ability to connect with loved ones and those who have passed. Speaking of which, as soon as she walked into the room, I saw her stop in her tracks, look me in the eyes, I knew something was happening. She asked me for permission to explain how she felt, and of course, I said yes, and she told me that someone was in the room with us. Mind you, this is the first time that we've ever met, so you can imagine how it felt, and who I thought it was is what we get into right in the beginning of this episode. So thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. <laughs> I've always been a believer in science. I think so. I, I, we call that synchronicities. Is that right. kind of synchronicities? I think that's... Uh, I think that's a big portion of when I do try to speak to my dad in dreams and whatnot. I don't know how many times I'm actually missing the signs when they might be right in front of me because some of them might be so obvious or so routine that, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if I could tell the difference sometimes as to what's a sign or what's just, you know, it is what it is. Does that make sense? Right. It's how you interpret it. Right. It can be very, very loud. And the problem with us is that we get so caught up with day-to-day life where we're not hearing it or, or even seeing it. It's just like we keep resisting it. Like we don't want to admit that this is a sign or this is this, this got to be a coincidence. But I, I don't believe in coincidence. Like everything happens for a reason. Every. Anything and everything we do, it's, it's a message. In some way or another. Yes, in some way or another. Even people you meet, there's a message behind it. And is there, a, in your opinion, is there a wrong way of interpreting it? Or if, however you're interpreting a sign is the right way of interpreting it, whether positive or negative. What's right for you. Hmm. How you interpret that sign, that message. Yeah. So it, it makes me, it relates to right now how I'm interpreting a sign because we just had essentially a podcast before the podcast. We just spoke for an hour prior to this. And when Erica, this is Erica, everyone, meet Erica. Um, I should have said that earlier. When Erica first walked in, she, if you don't mind me telling the story, you, I even saw it in your face. You just stopped and kind of explained how you said someone's here. And obviously it's only you and me right here, at least as we see it. And she uh, eventually alluded to, and what we may have figured out, I guess we didn't nail it down for sure, but perhaps my dad, you're saying, is here right now? Yeah. And that's just something you felt, because I saw it in your face. It was something I felt, but I didn't know who it was. Right. I just felt a, a strong figure, and it's just an intense feeling in my chest. So when... Loved ones come through for me. Um, I'll get a sign prior 
such as me driving over here, my eyes start to flutter or my one of my eyelids start to fold. Um, even when we're just talking about signs, like I believe in number signs, so I'll see 222-555. All those things for me, it means either I'm going to be doing a reading or someone's going to come visit. It, either way, reading, someone's going to come visit. Like I'm, it's something's going to happen. So when I walked in here, my chest started to tight up. And that's another sign for me that a loved one or someone is coming through is when my chest start to tight, start to tighten up because they just want to be here or he just wants to be here. But I didn't know it was your dad until we until I have your permission. And if you're okay and comfortable with this, that's when I sat down and just dive in a bit deeper and um, ask about your family member, um, things he's shown or images that just pops up. Like I saw a female figure and you and I kind of talked about that, um, you know, about your sister and There's time where I hear things, which is today I saw a mixture of both. I saw him, not him like the photo that you just showed me, but I saw a shadow of him. Because there's time where when someone come through, I cannot see the person's face, but I can see the outline of this person. So I pretty much saw an outline, like a, like a foggy shadow of him. And when you say foggy shadow, like literally life-size shadow uh, outline? Yeah, like life-size shadow. And you said a second ago, sorry to interrupt it with comedy, but so he was laying down or he's sitting down he with his arm standing, up? He was like standing. Like just standing, like I can just feel him present. Like now he'll just, he's just sitting there in your white chair right there. <laughs> he's just sitting right there. He's just sitting there. See, that to me is amazing, yet also frustrating because, you know, like someone like me, I, I try to talk to my dad and it's like, if he is right, in fact, right there and I can't talk to him, it's like, what is that about? Why, like, I know there's just a different level of sensitivity and how you can read energy and perhaps I can't. That frustrates me in a sense. Not in a bad, not in a bad way. It's just like, shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to go to sleep, talk to my dad. And it's, he's like, if he is right there and it's like, well. But right there, you're forcing it. Mm. All this that we're talking about, people think is boo boo and all that. Honestly, for me, I feel it's a real thing. We all have it in us. Mm. We all have it in us where we, if we wish to see the other side or wants to feel and be open-minded about it, it's dependent on the person if they want to. Right. I'm not a special person that does this. I mean, there's so many people out there in LA that does this. Especially LA, right, yeah. So all I'm saying is that any one of us can tap into this if we allow ourselves just to be open, open mind, open heart, um, no judgment behind it, not mm. forcing it. Like you said, you got frustrated because you can't hear or see him. Yeah, it wasn't, it's just, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So instead of forcing yourself to hear or listen, maybe start picking up signs such as maybe he's sending a message to you through either through me because there was a message here today that I that we talked about prior to this um well, you hit the nail on the head there sorry to cut you off okay. is because we were discussing how 
you know, you suggested journal or right before going to sleep, ask my dad to come through. And my response to that was, I have tried that and I, I, I need to improve upon my attempt to do that. And the question I was trying to ask when I asked my dad to, you know, speak to me in some way through my dreams or whoever, through signs, I said, am I on the right path? I asked me personally, I asked my dad, I just show me, am I going the right way? Whatever that way may be, just like, you like, if any, if I'm going to list anyone, it's you, can you show me something? And then you said, maybe this is the sign. So it reverts back to why I was talking about signs and bringing up this story about how you're saying my dad's here or you felt some a presence here. Because I was like, clicks like, oh, maybe this is the sign, you know, have us just meeting you coming here. Then maybe that is my interpretation of the sign of showing that perhaps I am in the right path. Right. So it answered, it's not really, yeah, I answer your question. I'm giving you that validation that you are on the right path. Because like I mentioned before, there's something very unique about you. And all this is just a stepping stone. All this meaning what I'm meaning doing. Your your podcast. This is just the beginning. There's something I I can honestly feel it. I even talked to a girlfriend of mine that there's something going to happen for for you in a grander way. Because there's there's a part of you where you want to you want to make a difference. You just don't know how. You're doing it right now. And there's more to it. I can feel it. And I know it. And your and your dad gave you that validation. I'm just a middle man telling you that's what he's saying to you. You actually know it. Your inner knowing. You know you're on the right path, but you're kind of resisting it. How so? Do you think I'm resisting in a sense of being scared to have that or resisting it in what way? Because earlier you mentioned you're not sure about this, all these fun gadgets, and you feel that you're supposed to be doing something more or something else. Mm-hmm. But you're not, but you also mentioned that you don't know if it's enough. There was that tone that you said, like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Or um, is there something else I'm supposed to be doing? Like, I want to do something bigger. I just don't know how. Because you said that all this is all fun for you. And and your purpose is to allow people like myself to express their story and feeling. And it's okay to talk about their past loved ones, death or their battle through um, their sickness and illness. Um, like you're creating that platform. You're helping those individual to share their stories out there and hoping that they can pass on to more people. And, um, so yeah, that resisting and doubting as if there was a tone that you, that I heard in your voice as if you're not sure if you're doing it all for the right reason. Mm. There's there's that doubt, there's that resistance of pushing yourself a little further, or you don't know how to push yourself a little further. It makes sense. I mean, I think it just it's an all encompassing of like you said earlier, once again, it wasn't recorded, but just kind of trusting 
and believing. And I do believe in myself. That's like, that's like you, we've alluded that to earlier. Like I believe in myself, which is why I believe there's something that, you know, uh, that I should be doing. But I've been, it was one point when I started this podcast, I do, I do believe, and I did believe that this is a part of it. I just need to believe it more, perhaps. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know how we started talking about that per se, but you know, I, signs, symbols, and well, I think what's signs. happening right now could be one of it. Yeah. So those questionings, those questions that you've been asking yourself, am I on the right path? Or dad, can you give me a sign or can you just tell me, am I again going on the right path or am I wasting my time? Mm. I, I'm sure somewhere along that those words but sitting here telling you, I don't even know who you are. I didn't know your background story. Yeah, until I just an hour ago. That, yeah, like, you are, I'm, I'm giving you that validation you know, that you are on the right path. Your dad have always been with you. He's actually been popping in and out, like I mentioned earlier. He visited more of your other siblings. But he, he's not worried about you. It doesn't mean that he neglects you and he doesn't see you. He sees you. He does come visit. Um. But again, there's that forcefulness that you said, like, you can't hear him, you can't see him. And maybe after this conversation, you're more, you can tell God or universe, whoever you want to call it, telling them that you're open to it. That is, if you believed and want to be open to it, then slowly you're going to develop all these awareness within yourself and you can open that side where you can see and feel him. But right now, I can say you can just start with signs, such as mm -hmm. me coming in here. And like I said, I don't even know why I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a damn good idea right yeah, now. I'm so, talking about my dad on Dead Talks. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, you know, the message behind it, but this is just one of the message. Yeah. And it can be anything. Like I said, um, people believe in number signs. People believe in messages through friends, family, or strangers. Um, you said you believe in number signs specifically. Why is that? When I got into all this, I didn't understand um, because there's people have told me I should start reading into, I should start looking up angel numbers. And I didn't know what that means until I started Googling, saying, you know, angels are like two, 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 one on one. And when you Google each of those numbers, it has a message behind it. Um, some people say 1111 is um, making a wish or source, God, universe, whoever it is, is um, have your back. For me, I start developing awareness is when I start doing the inner work within myself. And I notice these number has a different interpretation or meaning for me um, compared to what Google says. So how did you decipher the, the meaning for you? Is Did you see patterns and consistencies of when, when you saw this number, this happened, and it was consistent? It was consistent. Okay. Do you mind me asking, would you tell us how you define these numbers for you personally compared to what someone might find online? Um, That's not too big of a question. I don't remember what 222 means online. I I think, let's start with the easy one, like 111, if you Google it, I believe it mentioned is an angel number, meaning be careful with your thoughts and mind. Mm -hmm. um, so retraining your 
thoughts and feelings to be more positive instead of negative. So if you're on a negative men- mentality, then your outlook and everything will be negative. So that's why I believe if, if I have that number correctly, one, one, one indicate that just be careful with your thoughts and mind. Um, try to have a men- positive mental state for me. It would be a consistent pattern for me when I see one, 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 meaning either I'm going to get self-heal or um, or a message from someone or something. And sure enough, later that evening or that afternoon or the next day, I'll get a message that I needed. On the dot. On, on the dot. And I noticed that repetitive pattern you know, through the course of my day-to-day life. Like, even prior for me to come here, every time I see 222-555, those number means for me, I'm either about to get a read, like I'm, I'm about to give a reading or someone is going to tap in and visit and have a message for this person. And when I'm on my drive here, I saw 222-555 on a license plate, um, what is it? The the street sign. One of them was like five five five. Like there's a little number on the bottom of it. That's when I know like okay, someone's gonna come visit. Along with that is when my eyes start to flutter or my eyelids start to fold. That's when okay, this is really happening. Like someone's gonna come. Through. And I noticed that when you started kind of when you asked me for permission to dive deeper coming yeah. into this room, I did see your eyes fluttering. Yeah, that was, was like a movie. Yeah, I I don't know how to do that. On my own, like it just happened. I'm in naturally I'm trying me. to do it right now, and I'm like tweaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, what does this all mean to you? And, and in regards to, I guess, how you live your life? Because was it? I guess let me proceed. That when have you started noticing these? Because as an intuitive healer, you don't even know what to call yourself—an intuitive healer. Or how, when did this all start? Where you started noticing you could even do this first, and then how did that affect your life? Clearly, it must have. So I suffer from depression all my life. It probably started when I was six or seven when my parents split. Uh, no one really diagnosed me until my mid-20s and later. And I use alcohol as my coping me- mechanism. I would drink every other day. I would party in high school and like it was my escape goat. Until my mid-20s, um, I, I end up, after college, I end up moving with my long-term boyfriend, end up getting married. Um, even going through that relationship, I would drink nonstop every single week, every other day. And I just it's just been a repetitive pattern, like just finding an escape goat without even realizing it. And then my great-grandmother passed away in 2012. She was, she was old, you know, she, she was 92, 93 at the time when she passed. And that was the same, that was the year I was about to turn 30. And I was, for me, it was like all hell broke loose. Because she was my best friend. And she was my guidance counselor as well. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I again I revert back to drinking. And then it's just one day I woke up and I'm like, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like my job. I'm not happy with my marriage. Like, I just want to get out. And I didn't know where all that was coming from. Like, it was just one morning, I just, I just want to leave. And then two weeks passed by after that feeling. Um, I found a place. I moved out. Um, did the whole separation thing. And again, going back to drinking. I would drink every single night, six, seven days a week, a bottle or two bottles of wine every night, and then pop a pill at the end of the night just to numb myself. Because I didn't know what to do. Meaning all I knew was how to be a wife, cook, clean, work, getting my master's degree during that time. Like, what else is there out there? Um, so that was that went on for a good, like more he- heavily drinking for a good year and a half, two years. And then I, one day um, I was heavily medicated. It was around 6.40 or 7 o'clock in the morning. My, I was feeling groggy, but I was hearing this voice in me. And it was my great-grandmother's voice. And I hear her saying, everything's going to be okay. And I also felt her too. I felt her taking her left hand, just rubbing my hair like this. And, and you were kind of what, sedated or you were kind of like a little groggy, you said? Like just groggy, okay. like. Like in the middle of waking up, but kind of half drunk too, mm-hmm. um, and trying to get start my day and go to work. And I felt her. It was the most surreal thing I've ever experienced. But at the same time, I felt like, am I being kind of loopy right now? Like, what's going on? I, my tears start running down my eyes. And then the next thing she said was, go see Linda. The only Linda I knew um, is this girl from middle school. We've lost touch after high school, so I don't know what happened to her. So I didn't understand why I have to reach this girl, Linda, but I took I took and ran with it. I found her on Facebook. Another girlfriend and I um, got together to meet up with our friend Linda because she did a grand opening um, of her donut shop in Mission Viejo we came to visit and I connected with her and we had a coffee date and I was telling her like what I was going through. I didn't know what to do. She advised me to start taking meditation classes and she introduced me to her Reiki healer. And I have to say it is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Reiki. I felt Meditation and Reiki have saved me because during that whole process of my drinking addiction and taking medication at the end of the night, it was subconsciously, I kind of want to commit suicide. Like, I didn't want to live anymore. Like, what is my purpose? Like, everything was falling apart. My marriage failed. Um, I disappointed my family. Um, I disappointed his. Like, what else is there? Um, Linda did recommend AA meeting before, but I couldn't see myself sitting around with a bunch of people (laughs) dealing with their shit when I have my own shit to worry about. Um, 
And I tried conventional therapy and that didn't work. They just want to put more meds on me. But Reiki did help me so much. And that's when it all started to answer your question. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's a, that was the first time it ever happened with your grandmother, right? How do you even interpret that? Because if that's never happened, do you th- was the first thought, holy shit, I must be wasted? Or like, how do you, how were you able to just decipher, oh my God, this is real. It just, felt, it just felt so real that you couldn't deny it? It felt so real that I couldn't deny it and I didn't resist it. Just naturally. It was just naturally. So that's it, it was just like uh, inner knowing, like gut feeling. I'm like, I know it's her. I yeah. may be half drunk, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was real. Because Clearly. after my meeting with Linda and after that incident with my great-grandmother, I start developing more messages from my grandmother. And that kind of goes back to the lesson that you, try, you have instilled of being open to it. I mean, yeah. And then all of a sudden, that just opened the floodgates. Yeah. And now you're doing this more regularly. I'm doing this more regularly. regularly. Um, so I, I started doing Reiki sessions with this healer in Mission Viejo. It got way too expensive for me. So I thought, okay, why don't I just start healing myself? So I started taking all these Reiki classes with different um, Reiki teachers here in L.A. And then became a Reiki master. Start healing myself and friends for free. And I end up volunteering at the Den Meditation Studio. And I've worked with Jamie Wozni and Laura Mattingly, who are well-known as a meditation teacher at the Den. And I just start picking up practices of Reiki healing. And that's when the intuitive side starting to progress because I start to hear things. Not visual stuff, just hearing. Hearing messages that in that the student need that evening that, you know, when I start volunteering. So messages not even for you? It's not for me. There are messages it's for others. It's for them, yeah. Wow. It just gotten stronger and stronger. And that's where I, when I talk to my friend Jamie about it, I'm like, are you sure we're doing Reiki right now? Because what Reiki is... Reiki is a life force energy that heals your mind, body, and soul. So basically your mind and body come into unison. Just in a calm state, allow your body to feel relaxed, meditative, um, releasing negative energy, replacing it with positive energy. And I mean, this might be uh, another conversation, but how is that done logistically? Is it the, the Reiki healer? So you, in this instance, you're working on me. You're the one instilling that new energy so through thought or like, how does that? So I'm just the minimum, the channel person <clears throat> channeling through using my hands, um, placing my hand above your body, like two, three inch above in areas that needs releasing chakras specifically chakras, um, your aura, mostly chakras balancing your, your body and mind. Okay. And in, Reiki is more acceptable here in the U.S., it worked in hospice setting and hospital setting now. Um, it's just an additional holistic tools on top of whatever medicine or medication that the patient are using in a hospital or hospice. Interesting. So it is way more accepted these days in like the medical world. Yes. That's incredible. How is it? Is it, this is just from, for me, for those people that are, I mean, I've, I'm open to that totally in regards to people that may be listening that are way more analytical, literal and 
you know, rough around the edges in this area. Is it measurable? Is there for for I feel like for the medical world to be open to it? How 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 how? In your opinion, I don't know if you even know this. How how has that become accepted? And is it more like analytical? I'm not analytical. Um, anecdotal evidence in regards to how this work for so and so, therefore they're giving it a shot, or is is it measurable that it works or doesn't work? I've heard from someone that there was a case study on this, a small case study. I'm not too sure if it was the UCLA article or um, or one of the medical news article in Chicago. I have to look that up, but I've heard there's been case study where it where Reiki have helped people de-stress their stress level, anxiety. Um, the reality is everything is energy. Yeah. We're everything. all made of energy. Everything. Literally everything. Yeah. Our vibration, everything. For us to, I believe we cause our sickness. It's not, it just, it didn't happen you know, out of nowhere, we created that sickness. And what causes is stemmed through our, either our trauma or our depression, our stress, our anxiety. We worry about things that is out of our control, mm. which create the flu or um, most time cancer or, um, yeah, any any health condition out there. Yeah, you, you sound like you're... You're preaching uh, what I've heard from uh, Bruce Lipton. I've once again mentioned many times. Yeah. He talks about that too. He's like ninety five percent of, and it's hard. It's hard to discuss that, especially with people that either have experienced it or know someone, a loved one that has, you know, either experienced cancer or some kind of disease. It's it's not. It's hard to accept. I think because right. I think a lot of people often believe that you know, oh man, it's a tough card, like a luck of the draw. They got cancer, blah blah blah. But when someone like what, kind of what you're alluding to or Bruce has said, Bruce Lipton, like 95% of cancers and diseases we shouldn't be getting. And that 5%, you know, there are the cases of just biological defects where things happen where just you literally can't do anything about it. More often than not, it's like, oh, so-and-so is 50 years old, just got cancer that came out of nowhere. That sucks. And yes, it does suck. It's horrible. But at the same time, it could be a long buildup through those 50 years of living that have created that. So I'm... You know, I think that's, I think that's even become more scientifically accepted and biologically accepted more recently, even though it's been belief for, I think, a long time, certain scientists and certain biologists, but now I think it's even becoming more and more um, accepted that that's what's happening. Yeah, it is. Cause we're, um, especially right now, we're more accepting to these technique, holistic technique, not only just medicine, but also holistic techniques such as meditation, yoga, Reiki, um, intuitive healing. I mean, like we mentioned before, everything is energy. We create our energy, our vibration. Hmm. If you believe life is shit, well, hell, everything around you is going to be shit to you. Yeah. So that negative pattern that we keep creating in our mind and it, gradually we start feeling it within our body, it's going to create that disease, yeah. our mental health disease, which is a big thing here in the U.S. 
Yeah, they say, they say, I think a lot of people believe stress creates disease. Therefore, right. if you're creating that stress in your body, then right. the hell. Right, it develops in your physical body. Now, I don't, I'm not a science or anything. Neither am um, I, no, not at all. I still have this. But I'm just picking up based on books I've read or um, even conversations with people who are in, you know, who knows more about cancer or, um, or in hospice or hospital and why they're bringing Reiki into the table because they want to find other alternative, other solution. Why not? Why not give it a try? Why not? And I think that's a good segue because you, you, you've mentioned prior that you've worked with cancer patients. Yeah. Reiki specifically? Reiki. So right. this is how I feel things got unfold for me. Not only my great-grandmother uh, great message to me to see Linda, but Linda is a cancer survivor, I believe 12 or 13 years now. She had breast cancer in her mid-20s. And she was telling me her battle and one of the holistic healing she did was Reiki. Um, and then slowly when I start volunteering at the den, um, people after the students after class started approaching me and for some reason, most of them work, were battling through cancer or going through remission. And then I started working with them one-on-one and then someone introduced me to living beauty, which I've worked with them for a couple of years, um, uh, host um, a holistic event as a Reiki practitioner um, doing healing for their group of women. So for me, that's going back to sign and messages. It stemmed from my great grandmother to the message of hearing Linda's story who battled through cancer. Mm. And gradually I started to work with cancer clients and working with an organization, or organization such as Living Beauty. And then I just started doing that the in, for Reiki. The intuitive healing part of it, I took intuitive healing class at the den with Catherine Schaefer. Um, I did the beginning and advanced, and advanced level. The purpose of me taking that class, it was more for me. It was because I keep hearing voices. And I know it was it wasn't meant for me. I knew it was for people around me. And I didn't know how to shut it off or set boundaries for myself. It was to the point where I take on the messages. And then I'm also hearing people's stories. Um, like when students come up to me and share me their story, I take on their story and starting to have empathy for them and take it home with me, which is not healthy. Um, so taking these classes helped me to, to learn to set boundaries. And it also helped progress the intuitive side of it more and more and how differentiate between bad and good energy um, and when to say yes and no, such as today. Like I had to ask your permission if I can give you the message that you need today. Um, because if you were to say no, then I'll just have to tell him, okay, he doesn't want to hear it. So I'll just talk to you later. Any chances so, the other side doesn't listen to you and they keep pecking at you? No, there's, there's a way where you can ask them to leave peacefully. 
everyone's intention doing these type of energy work is different. Um, and I can't speak for everybody. For me, my intention doing energy work, such as Reiki or intuitive healing, is to help individual like yourself is to, to find your own inner peace. And whatever question that you may have that you've been battling with for months or years, and hoping that we both find a way Find a way to give you the answer that you need and accept and move on. On your own. Or do you kind of guide? Like, I, it would be a guide. Um, it would be a guide. And I'll, let's just say if there's a message today and I'll tell you, and I don't know what that message means, I would ask, how does that resonate with you? Right. And that's how you earlier, obviously, if it was only us in the room, I go, well, and possibly my dad. Uh, you did ask questions and that kind of slowly unravels. Yeah. So I, I guess that's, that's mainly the technique. Yes. It makes sense. Because I'm not here to do a reading on you and tell you this happened, this happened, this happened, because I don't know your life and I can't predict things. There's things I hear and there's, I, I'm more of a feeler. So things I feel and things just come out of my mouth and I'll ask you, this is what I'm hearing. Is it something that you're going through right now? Or does it even resonate with you? If it doesn't resonate with you, then <clears throat> fine. That's probably not for you. We'll just throw it out the door right. and let that be. But if it's something resonate with you and you have a question behind it, then we dive in a bit deeper. And that's when I use my life coaching skills um, or that I've studied and we'll have a deeper conversation about it. Because at the end goal is to help you or my clients, I should say, to answer questions that they already know. Mm. It's just a matter of pulling out of it and trust your life process, your life journey, and trust your gut feeling, your instinct. And that is the problem that we have today. And us being human, like myself too, I have issue trusting my own, my own intuition for myself. Well, especially you, because I feel like it, just because you're getting, <clears throat> excuse me, you're getting messages from all over, are you, are you not? Yeah. So is it hard to decipher what's yours and what's not yours? Or at this point, you just kind of, you figured it out? I, I for me, it's easy where I can figure out if it's mine or someone mm -hmm. else. But there will be days like I'll hear things. I'm like, huh, is that for me or is that the other person? That's and crazy. that's when I'll sit sit with myself and feel it through, such as meditation exercises or grounding exercise, and just dive in deeper, listening to my inner voice. That's remarkable. How is the, I'm going off to a different segment now, but how has this experience, this ability that you've learned affected your perception on death, but also life in itself? Because when you lost your grandmother, who was very, obviously very important to you, and then she came through. Does that offer comfort? Like what, what kind of, what do you, what do you get from that in regards to how that affects the rest of your life, having this ability to connect with energies and others, the other side, if you will. If we're talking about my great grandmother, for me, it was a, it's a blessing now today because she had warned me a lot of messages prior to things happening in my life. Um, for example, my great-grandfather passed away 2018. 
But I had that inner knowing that summer that he passed away October 2018. I had that inner knowing July of that year. And it was a message that she came through giving me a warning that things not going to go well for my family um, when he passed. And I knew, and I, I knew, um, I knew things were going to unfold um, after he passed. I just didn't know when he was going to pass, but she kind of warned me that it's going to be coming soon. So things like that, it kind of helped me direct myself what I need to do with, you know, when it comes. Or not to do anything, just sit back and wait for things to unfold. Now, if it's for other people, um, I can only speak from my experience with clients where they shared with me, it have brought them peace because they've been wanting to connect with loved ones that they, for years maybe, and they couldn't. Or they have and they're not listening, which is going back to signs or messages or... Um, so I guess it could have just been in front of us the whole time. Right. So then what's your, how is this, how is this, uh, allowed you to interpret death then? Cause earlier you mentioned, like, I don't know, I don't know about heaven and hell, this and that, but how do you see it then? Can I ask you like, what do you, th- if obviously we're all energy and we go on, which I'm assuming that's what you believe based on connecting with other right. energies. Are you, are you at peace with, with the idea of passing and, or. Do you have a level of comfort or or not? I have comfort when it comes to death. Um, I believe when is your time is your time. We don't, we can't control it. We can't, you know, we don't know how, we don't know when. Um, I I know it's easy to say, but. Sometimes life just happens and there's there's no way of controlling certain situation. Sometimes we just have to let it be. And I know that's very, very easy to come, you know, me saying that. Because I believe that even people who have... I believe that everyone goes to a better place. And the whole heaven and hell thing, I really don't know. I'm not really religious, so I I don't know the story behind it. I don't, you know, I just don't know. But I would love to believe that there's all good in each and every one of us. And we're we're all going to a safer place. And once that person gets there, in return, they are watching their loved ones all around us, helping them, guiding them where he or she needs to be, some way, somehow. At least the people that have come through for me, for me to pass these messages on to their loved ones. As far as negative vibe when someone passing, I'm going to be honest, I have not experienced that. 
That's good. Um, not yet. So. Knock on wood. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. I mean, we didn't even really tap into, uh, I briefly mentioned this. I know we spoke about the idea of destiny and just, I, just the way that things worked out for you just seems to make sense. And I think begs the idea of destiny in that, you know, you were in a certain place then you connected with your grandmother and connected you to Linda. And then it led you onto a path of what you're doing now. So when things like that happen, when you got just boom, 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 one after the other, all those synchronicities that made sense and lead you are to where it's today. It really makes me believe in the idea of, or at least shows more of the idea of destiny and that I guess things happen for a reason. Is that what you believe in? Yeah. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. There's no coincidence in life. And then, as I mentioned before, again, this is just my belief. But if anybody listening to this, I would love someone to reach out to me, give me readings or um, stories. But I've been pondering on the question destiny. Because I believe there are multiple life paths that we have to go on. There can be A, B, and C. I can try A and B, whatever that life path is, but somehow it reverts back for me to follow the C path. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I believe there's a blueprint in our destiny that we're meant to walk on. It's just sometimes we get distracted on other things that we have to dip our toes in and give it a try. And then somehow it will always lead us back to where the path where, where we, I don't want to say should go, but um, yeah, should go. And is there any way of diverting off? Like I understand you're saying you can divert off it, but you still lead back to that. So you're saying you don't believe in the idea that you can completely not work your way back to sea. No matter so what, that's where I'm. That's where I'm still conflicted because there is that part of me that believe that you can't, you can't divert it. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on your stories, definitely. You know, if Papa Duke is right there, then <laughs> it is kind of comforting, especially when you're saying he's given off a strong, good energy, and you're telling me he's in a good place. And shit, I'd rather believe that than anything else. Regardless, you know. Yeah. And if you don't mind me sharing, he is a good, in a very good place. He's always watching you and your siblings, your mom. Um, I do advise don't force yourself to listen or see him. Just allow things to unfold. Um, Such is life. Yeah. So allow things to unfold. I mean, the purpose of living is art. Let me take that back. Our purpose is to just live. Seize the day, seize the moment, be present. I mean, that's used around a lot, you know, be present. Um, But the the truth is it's our purpose is just, we have multiple purpose in life. But remember to enjoy the process of it. Don't worry how you're going to get there. Don't worry, you know, the what if questions um, in divine time, 
you will accomplish whatever it is that you've been wanting to do. Just believe. Yeah. Believe. Believe in yourself. Believe in the process. Believe in God, source, universe, whoever it is that you believe. Like, just have faith. Key is having faith. And kind of letting it go at the same time, no? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. Letting go of the past. Letting go of how. What if. Um, letting go of what if you're doing things wrong or, you know, just. Or right. Yeah. Or right. Yeah. I, I mean, what you said hit, hit the head on a lot of things I've read in regards to sometimes you don't have to know how, just trust that it will. And you'll figure out how along the way. Yeah. Boom. I think that's a good way to cap it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, I think it's a mic drop if these weren't attached to the tripods. Yeah. Um, Erica, I want to thank you for coming on here. I think that was a tremendous conversation and you nailed it. And you, have you done a podcast before? No, this is my first yeah, you're podcast. Yeah, you're a professional. <laughs> Seriously. You didn't even, I don't think you said um once. I think I've said it like 12 times. So Erica, thank you so much for being on here. Um, I don't know if you, um, see right there. I don't know if you have any last final words. I think you just ended on a high note right there, but how do, do you have a way people could find you? Should people have made it this far? Um, people can find me on my Instagram. I am Erica Tran mm-hmm. or my website. I am Erica Tran.com. Um, I do want to make a last note though. Please. Anyone who's trying to reach out to their loved ones, I encourage to talk to them because he or she always listening. Um, they may not respond to you right away, but they're listening. Saying hi. Um, again, I think one of the tips I gave you was journaling. Um, I, it sounds funny just talking to yourself, but I have to say it works. I love it. I know I'm going to be working on it myself with what you've told me today, but I'm to promise you that. Um, Erica, thank you again. Really appreciate you being here. I had a really good time. Thank you. I, I know there's going to be people that are going to enjoy this conversation. So, guys, thank you again for tuning into another episode of Dead Talks. Uh, I'll put also in the link her information in case anyone wants to reach out. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, until next time, ciao.